right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the One Health Podcast. Welcome back for another week here. Uh, it's been a great week so far. We thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Tori Schmelzer. I am a fitness enthusiast slash fitness entrepreneur. My goal is to share the knowledge I gathered through meeting industry experts with as many people as I can. For those of you who have not heard the One Health Podcast, uh, each week we are going to bring on different experts in areas of health. So mental health, we cover physical health, professional health, spiritual health, you name it, we cover it. We don't claim to be experts in any of these subjects. We just know the people who are, and we interview them for the greater good. I want to say thank you to everyone for the love and support on iTunes, social media, all that good stuff. Make sure you guys go. Do us a favor. Go on that purple little app on your phones, that podcast app. Hit the subscribe button. Share it with your friends and family. We really do appreciate the support. Um, and leave us a review. That really does help us in the rankings. Um, also, stay up to date on all of our latest episodes on our website, onehealthpodcast.com. Shout out to our sponsors, EcoGym and Motivate You. Make sure you guys go to shop.teammotivatenew.com and sign up for your free macro plan. That is a free food plan. Ton of value there. So go check that out. Also, EcoGym. Um, Act now. These guys are rolling out a revolutionary group fitness class called Surge, and it's going to change the way you think about group fitness. So make sure you guys find a location near you, get in there, sign up for a class today. Today on the show, we have Dr. Brendan Lee. Um, he is from Body Fusion Chiropractic, which is a professional chiropractic, physiotherapy, sports therapy, active release technique, flexion distraction therapy and massage clinic um, in practice as well online dr lee and his team strive for excellence through superior patient treatment education and satisfaction uh, they look forward to helping all who visit their chicago evanston and northbrook locations uh dr lee thanks for coming on today thank you for having me tori really appreciate it uh so let's start with uh, a little bit of background so we can give people some context here what made you kind of get into the chiropractic world, into this field? What kind of made you gravitate towards that? Sure. Well, I had a lot of sports injuries growing up. And, you know, I'd, I had been treated over the years and still had kind of nagging chronic issues in the neck and shoulder and went to a chiropractor and it helped me out a lot. And that's, that's what gravitated me towards the field. So. Excellent. So you guys... Um, you and a couple other partners open up these locations, right? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, well I don't, um, I'm the owner, but I have a few other practitioners that work for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And you guys have three locations right now? Yes. Yep. Okay. So when you were in, uh, when you were going through schooling and stuff like that, did you know that this was what it was going to be? Like when you first got to college and stuff like that, or did this kind of evolve through the years? Um, you know, I didn't know that I would have multiple offices, um, I actually didn't even know that I was going to gravitate towards sports chiropractic, even though I, I went in for a sports injury. Um, it's, it's just kind of how it evolved over time. Um, the school that I went to on the West Coast, Palmer West, is um, it's part of the Palmer system, so it's 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 a longstanding you know chiropractic school, um, but it's um, it it is geared more towards sports chiropractic. So I think that probably steered me in in that direction. Cool. Awesome. So I have a very limited knowledge base about chiropractic, and I hear these terms thrown around a lot. I, I know enough to be dangerous with it, especially <laughs> in our industry. I mean, you need to know a little bit when somebody has 
um, you know, a pain that's either muscular or, you know, is this something skeletal? Explain to me when, when somebody's talking about their L5 or their C4 or how, how do you guys label the spine like that? Like what's upper, what's middle, what's lower? What, what do those things mean? Sure. So the neck, it, it, those are the cervical vertebrae. So we label those C1 through C7. C1 would be the, the highest one. C7 would be right about the level of the shoulders. Okay. Uh, thoracic would be the mid-back. So that starts about the level of the shoulders uh, and goes down from T1 to T12, which is, you know, probably um, just where your back starts to curve forward. So maybe about six inches below the shoulder blades and then lumbar would be the lowest part which goes uh, from that area down to about the belt line and those are labeled l1 through l5 so the higher number is the, the lower you are in the okay. each area so. okay got it yeah i've always i always hear those terms oh somebody said oh i hurt my l5 <laughs> and i'm like l5 is common that's quite... that's probably the most common area to get a, a disc issue okay so. okay so when somebody goes to a chiropractor and we hear you guys are manipulating someone mm-hmm. and we're hearing that pop that crack are you popping these discs back into place is there fluid in there that's making that sound what, what's happening when so, you're doing that so in between every two vertebrae there's actually three joints the, the biggest one is the disc so that's going to be fibrotic material on the outside and gelatinous kind of on the inside that that doesn't make a noise when you when you crack it it's there's two facet joints behind that which are the same type of joint that you have in your fingers. And when you manipulate a joint, you get all the sound from those facet joints in, in the back. And that's just a dispersal of gases in the joint. Okay. So, so the, the, the idea of what you're really trying to do there is you're really just trying to take tissue that's tight, take a, a, a joint that's not moving properly, and you're trying to loosen that tissue, try and restore movement into the joint. How do you... I'm sure a lot of people are pretty scared the first time they go to a chiropractor if they've never been to one before. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know I was. The first time I went in, <laughs> my, my dad had like religiously, he had a ton of back issues, religiously went in to see the chiropractor. I was always scared, especially up towards the neck area. Mm-hmm. Like what what do you tell some of your patients to kind of get over that initial fear? Is it just more of like a, I'm going to educate you type of thing? Yeah, like do we don't we don't just bring people in and put them down on the table. I and mean, by the time someone gets to the table, they've had a 30-minute visit where we're looking at the range of motion, we're doing a bunch of orthopedic tests, um, we're, we're taking a joint and seeing how it's moving, taking it to end range so they can kind of see where you're going to be when you start the adjustment on there. So by the time you review all that with someone, they, I think they feel, they feel pretty comfortable. There's some people that come in, you know, m- most are fine with it at that point, um, but there's some people that just, they don't want to be cracked at all. And we have other types of modalities that we can use rather than, than the cracking um, that, that aren't as, you know, they, they, maybe they don't mobilize you quite as much, um, but they, they still help out a lot as far as restoring the motion. What are, what are some of those other things? What do you guys do for them? So, so just basically just stretching the joint. We have, um, you mentioned flexion distraction before. So that's, um, that's used in the lower back. Uh, there's a, t- a table that works on a pivot where it flexes and you can you can isolate different areas of the back move it side to side up and down it'll, it'll traction and mobilize the joint um, you know th- that would be a big one um, we use something called active release technique where we're taking sweeping moves over the muscles and ligaments um, trying to restore motion that way um, there's something called an activator which is kind of a little clicky tool um, a lot of people have tried that before um, where it's, it's a light impulse that goes through the joint. Um, and then things like, uh, there's, there's, um, parts of the table that will pick up and drop, which will allow you to get motion through a joint without cracking or popping it. Um, blocking tools that you can put, put people on to kind of put them in, hold them in a position for a while types of traction. So there, there's a lot of different, different ways you can try and get a joint to move. 
I always hear uh, people with sciatica, right? Mm-hmm. I hear that's like a super common thing. A lot of people that walk through our doors, you know, have talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do to kind of help alleviate some of that pain and stuff like that? So um, first of all, we got to figure out what's causing the sciatica because it's not always the same thing. Um, so a lot of times it could be, you know, the lower lower discs and the lumbar spine, which form the sciatic nerve. If it could be a herniation there. Uh, it could be inflammation down there. There's uh, the sciatic nerve actually runs through the hip and, and comes out underneath the piriformis muscle. Sometimes that muscle can tighten up and pull, pull on the sciatic nerve too. So um, it really kind of depends on, on what the, the condition is that's causing it. So we have to figure out that first. Um, if it was the piriformis, you know, we may take more sweeping moves over the muscle to try and relieve that. If it was, you know, say L5S1, you know, we may use things like traction and, and adjusting to, to address it. Okay. So it, so a lot of what you guys do too is uh, muscular related. For sure. Uh, not every chiropractic office does that. I think that's one of the things that separates us from, from other offices. Uh, most of our visits are actually about 30 minutes long and we're doing adjusting, we're doing, um, we're doing stretching, we're doing traction, we're doing active release technique just to basically loosen up all the tissue that might fall along that, that nerve. So. So there's a kinetic chain and it, everything's exactly. connected and it all it all affects everything. Okay. Right. People tend to shift over time away from pain, so that's going to affect other areas of the body as well. So we'll 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 look all along that that area for sure. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a common thing that you know, people aren't, they're just not educated on, you know, mm-hmm. they have no idea that, um, yeah, maybe, okay, I have this pain near my back. Well, could it be nerve related? Could it be muscular related? Right. So you guys do a lot of, um, like massage techniques. Um, mm-hmm. you talked about, um, active release, mm-hmm. right? So yep. is that massaging the muscle in a certain way to get it to relax and yeah, let so, go a little bit? Yeah, so active release, it's, it combines stretching and, and muscle work. So you're basically taking a muscle and you're shortening the muscle, holding the tissue, and then lengthening the muscle to try and take a sweeping move over the, over the muscle. Okay. So when you do that, you can get up adhesions like between the muscle and, and the covering of the muscle or the fascia um, between adjacent muscles and then sometimes even nerves that run underneath the muscles. Gotcha. So you're trying to massage that out to get it to relax. Yeah, it's, it's like so. a, it's like a, it's like combining like a deep tissue, almost uh, like a trigger point therapy with a, with a range of motion in there. Got it. Uh, headaches are a big thing too. Do you get people that come see you oh. and they're like, "Hey, I have this headache. Do you think this chiropractic stuff can help me?" For with that? sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys, what do you guys look for? Uh, you know, first when somebody comes in and says, I have headaches, I'd like to know if it's related to my spine, my posture, all that stuff. Um, the, the simplest thing that we look at before even, even um, doing the exam is just the location of the headaches. So there's different locations that could su- suggest different things. So if the headaches like in the front near the eyes, we might be thinking that it's sinus. If it's on top of the head, sometimes blood pressure can, can affect that. Um, if it's cervicogenic, you know, a lot of times it's in the suboccipital area, which is kind of that area behind the head between, between the ears type of thing um poking in you know when when we start the exam it's kind of poking into the tissue are there muscles that are tight and tender and refer pain there um is the upper cervical or the c1 area that we had talked about um before is that is that tight is the joint moving properly things like that okay yeah i talked to um we had a physical therapist on a couple weeks ago and he talked about the servogenic Mm -hmm. headaches or whatever it was too um yeah that's a huge thing at what point so like my father, he had to have back surgery and stuff like that. 
at what point after, you know, trying to manipulate somebody and here and there, mm-hmm. are you recommending, hey, you might, you know, we might have to go in for a procedure. What types of injuries do so, you see? So the most common areas, as we said, as I said before, like the, the very lower lumbar, like along the belt line, like L5-S1 is an area that, that is common to need, need surgery, C, C5 to C7, like that area in, in the neck. Um, loss of function is a big thing. So um, when someone comes in, we test the strength in all the areas and we compare one side to the other. If you're seeing a big loss of strength in an area where you're thinking the disc may be compressing it, I mean, loss of function is a big one where we may actually get someone out right away without even treating them first. Um, you know, if, it's, if there's no loss of function, uh, um, maybe there's pain going down a joint or numbness, it's something we may want to get an MRI on there to take a closer look at the disc, but that's something we would be able to start, start treating there. Um, usually if there's an issue like that, um, usually within the first couple of weeks, people are going to notice a difference in there. And if it's not getting better in a couple of weeks or starts to get worse, then we may, may send them out for, for a second opinion. Um, and you know, a lot of times that's to the orthopedist who may look at a cortisone shot or, or surgery, just, you know, they have a whole bag of tricks that they use as well too. And we, we refer back and forth often with, with a lot of orthopedists. Okay. I've heard of people, you know, sports related injuries. I've heard of some, a couple people getting, fractured vertebrae mm-hmm. what do you have to do to heal that just let it rest or is is it like any other break in the body or is it a lot different i mean it, it really just depends on on like what kind of a so what kind of a fracture it is so like sometimes people get in a car accident and it's a whiplash kind of injury um and they'll get like a compression type of fracture so that's a stable fracture um it's going to take time to heal you know probably eight to twelve weeks um but you want to keep you want to keep motion through that joint as it heals because otherwise it may heal with more adhesions or restricted range of motion. Um, if it's a, if it's an unstable fracture, I mean, it may be something that they need to get right away for, you know, Got for, it. you know. Okay. Um, so you guys are kind of, in a way you're kind of, do, I don't want to say you are doing physical therapy, therapy, but we keep talking about a, a common theme you keep saying mm-hmm. is, motion and stuff like that mm-hmm. are you giving um your patients um like homework to do as far as like movements and exercises go after they see you yeah um typically we will we'll we'll start out with some stretching stuff that they're going to do at home to you know to, to keep the motion in between visits um and we'll do we'll definitely do work with them as far as like doing some core training and stuff at home but it's it's pretty basic stuff. I mean, it's not like, you know, going to a trainer and having them watch you do the exercises kind of stuff. It's just, it's kind of a, a I guess, a good starting point for something like that. You know? Okay. Is chiropractic for everyone? Do you think there's a place for everyone to go see a chiropractor on a regular basis? Um, I mean, I can't say that everybody responds. I would say probably 80 or 90% of the people that come in respond well. Um, it's a great starting point because if you have a problem that, you know, we can't help, then we have, you know, referrals, referral um, situations set up where we can send, send them down the right path too. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great place for anyone to start. Um, and I think most people would respond well to it, but I don't think it's the answer to every problem. I've heard of um, scoliosis of the spine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that. What what does that mean? What what's going on when someone has scoliosis of their spine? So a scoliosis is an irregular curvature of the spine. Um, you can see it sometimes, you know, in people if they have like rib humping or a shoulder that's lower than the other, hip heights. Um, you can you know, people may notice that their shirts like their their arm sticks out more on one side. Um, 
Generally, you know, if you've passed puberty, it's not something that's really dangerous or progresses. Um, but if it's something that's happening in kids, you know, like, you know, before puberty, at puberty, it's something that you're going to want to get checked out and, and, and get monitored through the process. Because, um, you know, sometimes they do have to end up doing follow-up treatment for that kind of thing so it doesn't get get worse during puberty so is it is it just it's a curvature of the back so like you're yeah so so if you're looking at someone from behind it would be it it, so it's usually an irregular curvature like that direction but but someone could yeah roll shoulders kind of kind of thing they they do have uh, you know those kinds of scoliosis as well but it's it's usually like looking at it from from behind so you'd see see kind of a rotation because gotcha. uh, looking at someone from the side, you actually are supposed to have curves in your in your back, so you're supposed to have a, a backwards curve in your neck, a forwards curve, you know, th- through your shoulders, and a backwards curve in the lower back. Sometimes those can be too much or too little, and that can affect the spine as well too. But that wouldn't really be part of the what a, what the scoliosis would be. You talked about children. Have you? What's the youngest patient you've ever worked on? Um, I generally. I don't work on a lot of really young patients. Um, I've worked on a handful, you know, that a handful of toddlers. But if they can't talk and speak, it's not something that I normally normally deal with. Um, they do have chiropractors that work with that kind of stuff. It's just it's just not for me. Most most of the kids that I work with are like junior high and high oh, school okay. sports injuries kind of stuff. So. Is there a place for treatment of people that young? Like when we were talking toddlers, so, you think? Yeah, it's it's more that? like general and systemic. So um, for for really young toddlers and kids, that one of the things that they've gotten really good results with uh, ear infections. So otitis media and having the ears get clogged up. Um, a lot of that gets backed up from the lymph system or the the neck muscles not moving properly. It's not the only thing that can cause it, but um, they have gotten good results with things like that. So that would be one instance. But it's again, that's not something that I've worked with a lot, so it'd be tough for me to comment too too much on it. Yeah, no, I was just I was interested in that because I I've seen it before and I've I've heard you know some people have rave reviews on it. Mm-hmm. Others say things like, "No, that seems pretty dangerous." Yeah, to be doing it's so when little? when they work on really young kids, you I mean, they're not. It's not like like you know giving an adult or an older kid an adjustment. It's usually just okay. like really light light stuff. Okay. But, yeah. Um, do you guys do any work with like? dry needling or anything like that um no no we don't do okay, anything with that gotcha. i had a that physical therapist came on a few weeks ago and he was talking a little bit about that releasing oh, cool. therapy and stuff like that yeah i've definitely heard good things about it though yeah yeah what um what are some things okay we're talking about the spine and i find myself literally sitting <laughs> sitting in this chair like actively thinking about my posture mm-hmm. as we're having this conversation what are some things that like I can do on a daily basis or the listeners can do on a daily basis to improve posture? Like how can we actively think about this and do this? So that's 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 a big issue now because things are becoming more and more convenient, like with the cell phones and having the computer right on there and people are just hunched further and further forward. Um, and you know, in our loop office, like we're seeing people that are on the computer all day long. Um, more and more people are on laptops, um, head bending forward, head coming forward. Um, the big thing is to, to, you know, set that up ergonomically. Um, you want to get the, the top of the computer. So the very top part of the computer about eye level. Um, if if you have a laptop, I mean, that's going to pick your shoulders up. So you'd have to have some sort of a external keyboard, um, shoulders, you want down and relaxed elbows at about 90 degrees and hands just falling on to the computer. The other thing is just, you know, putting the body in motion. I mean, like the, when you sit for eight to 12 hours a day, things start to stiffen up 
and, you know, getting to the gym, you know, doing your exercises, eating right, you know, things like that, because that's all going to affect the musculoskeletal system as well, too. So, Gotcha. So getting up, moving around. Um, we switched to um, standing desks here oh, nice. at, at all of our locations. Nice. Um, again, posture. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, was a thing for us. We see it all the time. We were hunched over. We're on the computer a lot, too, even in our, you know, if you work in a gym, you mm-hmm. tend to be in front of a computer quite a bit, too, unless you're mm-hmm. like a personal trainer or something like that. But, yeah, I, I find myself and my girlfriend, too, same thing. Um, it's We always talk about posture. I think um, you earlier you talked about, like, some core strengthening mm-hmm. exercises. I think that's really important, too. A lot of people... You know, they think about, oh, I want to get this this six-pack abs. Right. But right. really, we teach the most important part is strengthening your back enough mm-hmm. to support all these other exercises and all these other movements mm-hmm. that you're doing. And, again, to help your posture, too. If right. your abs are stronger, your lower back stronger, mm-hmm. you'll be able to sit up straight in, right. at your desk. You won't be as tired. Exactly. Um, I saw online, we were talking about posture. I saw online they had this, like, electric like stimulator that like gives you a little zap and it's hooked up to an app on your phone so if you start to slouch Mm -hmm. it'll give you a little like vibration or a reminder it'll zap you i've seen that too yeah (laughs) i'm I'm kind of curious but it's it's a little bit i think it's a little bit on the extreme end yeah yeah but um nice um any other like myths that you want to debunk about chiropractic? Like, what are some things that like are out there in the media that people say that just flat out aren't true? Can you think of any off the top of your head at all? Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, the, I think the biggest one is like once you start going, you have to keep going. And you know, certainly we do see some wellness patients, but most of the people that come in, I mean, I do a lot of pain management, so they'll come in. Um, our goal is to get them out of pain and get them back to full range of motion and then get them back to doing what they like, like to do. Um, some will come in for tune-ups once in a while. Some need it, some don't. Yet. It really kind of depends on, on what's going on. So that's, I guess that would be one myth. Um, I don't know. That, yeah, that, no, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I mean, that was a good one. I yeah. know, like I said, some people are pretty skeptical. What I, what I hate to see in the chiropractic industry is this come in, we adjust you, you leave. And it's just kind of an umbrella treatment for everyone. So I I kind of like your approach. You said earlier, you guys do a 30 minute consultation with people too, to kind Mm -hmm. of personalize it. Right. You know, right. Like, like the, the whole come in, crack and go. I mean, I think that's just more a general health kind of, kind of thing. It's, it's, it's very different from what we do. Our, our, our goals, I think are, are much, much different and something like that. Excellent. Excellent. So, as we wrap up the show here, I always like to ask people for, you know, a little nugget of advice, right? Okay. We've covered, we've covered, you know, quite a few topics so far, but is there any piece of advice that you can pass along to the listeners that they could be doing every day to, you know, whether it be improved posture or spine health, I guess? Sure. I mean, outside of the ergonomics, um, everybody's flexed all day long. So just do stuff into extension. So whether it's stretching out your hip flexors, you know, you could Google hip flexor stretches, um, tightening of the pec and pec minor from the shoulders rolling forward. You know, you can Google that and see how those, how to do those stretches online. Um, I think that would be some, some big stuff to, to do on your own. Yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. We preach stretching a lot here, extending, uh, because I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, it's all connected back there mm-hmm. and something in a spot completely unrelated to where you are could be actually causing the pain. 
Yeah, so. yeah. I see often where people will get you know tight hip flexors in the front and overactive glutes, and they start to get pain in the back of the hip. So they're trying to stretch that more and more and more, and it's actually other tissue that's that's tight in there. So it's yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, that's definitely a common misconception. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we covered that. Um, all right. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I really, appreciate I really appreciate you taking time. If people want to know more about your practice or have questions for you, how can where where do they find out more information? So, so our website is just it's www.bodyfusioncairo.com. So b o d y f u s i o n c h i r o. Um, you can get a hold of any of the offices through there. You can send emails, that that type of thing. So that that would probably be a good starting point. Excellent, excellent. We'll link that up in the show notes on Facebook and on Instagram and stuff like that, so people can go on and uh, and then on a YouTube channel too. That way they can go on and check it out. Um, well, awesome. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I would really like to thank our sponsors once again, Eco Gym and Motivate and You. Uh, stay up to date on all the latest news, episodes, videos, all that stuff. We're trying to reach a million people with this podcast, and I can't wait for the day we see it. We genuinely started this to help others to get this information out, and uh, I'm glad we could have these experts on to do this. So go to our website, onehealthpodcast.com, and uh, make sure you guys check us out. Other than that, thank you so much for joining us for another week, and take care, guys. Thanks. Thanks.